Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, it's another day and uh, another theory as to why Tucker Carlson and Fox went their separate ways. Mm. Several weeks ago, according to this article, uh, as Fox News lawyers prepared for the courtroom showdown with Dominion voting systems, they presented Tucker with what they thought was good news. They had persuaded the court to redact from a legal filing the time he called a senior Fox News executive the C-word. Mm. However, Tucker uh, wasn't impressed. He told his colleagues that he wanted the world to know what he said about the executive in a private message. Uh, he said comments he made about former President Donald Trump, I hate him passionately. <laughs> wow, really? Did he? Yeah, I've ever, seen that. I've seen that. You've quote. seen that? Yeah. I hate him passionately. Yeah, I think that came out because of this, uh, what you're reading, yeah. Yeah, he said that those were in court documents, and he said those in a momentary spasm of anger while his dislike of the executive at Fox was deep and enduring. <laughs> uh, uh, so he was awesome. okay with that coming out. but uh, <laughs> And so this article... Uh, believes that maybe he just became to uh, the Murdoch family more trouble than he was worth. That which is hard to believe. He's he's worth a lot of trouble. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. In fact, uh, I, I haven't independently verified these, but uh, this uh, thing came out last night that just says that last Tuesday's show with Tucker had four hundred and eighty-one thousand viewers, and uh, this Tuesday's show had one hundred and forty-nine thousand in the demo. And the, uh, this doesn't say, usually, yeah, it must be the, it's like 25, million is what he averages. Okay. So this 2554 demo. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. I, I, th- this date is incomplete, but that number alone mm. is a 69% drop. Wow. And audience in that, uh, wow. I don't have this. I'm guessing it'll get, that. it'll get worse than that too. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't, I don't know who they're going to put in there. I, I haven't heard any names thrown around. So be interesting to see. Plus Carl, uh, Tucker Carlson posted a uh, message on social media last night, and here's what he had to say. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. (laughs) One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's gotta be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. 
hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this, that's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion, they're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. Mm. And not a single bad word about Fox. That's interesting. No, but I think there were some telegraph messages in well, there sure, about corporate. Sure, but there's no... No, you're right. It's not direct stuff. I, I yeah. mean, that's that's a class act right there. That's a class act. Hmm. Yeah. I think he'd enjoy it here a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Worried to come over. Yeah. I and... offered him my uh, parking spot last night on Twitter. Oh, did you really? Yeah, that's he, generous. If he wants to take me up on that. Generous. Absolutely. Mine's a little closer than Keith's, and you can have that one uh, if you want. But uh... <laughs> You can have them both. <laughs> yeah. It's probably got multiple cars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So. It's going to be, I mean, he's going to end up either somewhere else, obviously, or doing his own thing. Yeah. And I think that was pretty clear. He's like, ah, yeah. see you soon. Mm-hmm. To tell you more truth that wasn't allowed. No, I'm sorry. Ad-libbing there. Uh, I, I think that uh, he's got quite a bit left to say, and I look forward to hearing it. Mm-hmm. Me too. A lot of people don't want to hear it. Uh, they're rejoicing over his demise at Fox. Uh, we showed you yesterday the coven and how they celebrated. <laughs> Another of the uh, douchebags that's celebrating him leaving Fox is Keith Olbermann. But uh, Megan Kelly, who's a former colleague, obviously, of Tucker Carlson's, had this to say on her podcast to, uh, to Keith Olbermann. Mm. Even uh, Keith Olbermann was saying similar things, uh, comparing Tucker to a Nazi he also, for good measure, decided to tweet about me because I said Tucker is going to be better off without Fox and said something to the effect of, you got fired from Fox and NBC. What would you know about it? So first of all, you misstate the circumstances of my departure from NBC, sir. That's right. all I'm allowed to say about it. Uh, and as for Fox, there were widely reported facts that I was offered $100 million to stay there. <laughs> uh, but the record's very clear uh, that I left voluntarily because right? I wanted to raise my family, something you don't know anything about because no one would marry you and you have no children. You have a cold, lonely <laughs> life in which you become a bitter, bitter man, something I wouldn't know anything about because my life is joyful and I've managed to raise my own children. And someday I Mm. hope you have that pleasure, but I don't have high hopes it's going to (laughs) happen. That is awesome. That was, that's a beat down. Yeah, that is great stuff. And I mean, how do you accuse her when everybody knows she left of her own free will? How do you accuse Megyn Kelly of being fired by Fox? Like, as if everybody who leaves Fox has been fired. Uh, it's just, uh, it's ridiculous. That, that little rant there uh, is one of the best of all time. Yeah, it was great. In my opinion. Really great. Especially directed toward Keith Olbermann. Yeah, he deserved it. If anybody does, he he certainly did. Uh, also, we got the uh, the president out speaking again. This is great because he's you know he's campaigning now for president. It's official that he's running. Thank goodness. Yeah, we can stop waiting. We were worried about that, weren't we? Oh, and what if he doesn't run? Oh man, wouldn't that be tragic? 
Uh, and since he is running again, thought it might be a good time to revisit uh, some of the racist things he said over the years. You know, just so Democrats know who it is they'd be voting for. Uh, and here's an update with uh, some of the ones that he's had while he's been in office as president, too. There's a there's several things. Mm-hmm. I want to come to you and talk to you about inequality in schools and race. Mm. <laughs> Dark Brandon. Unapo- unapologetically racist. No doubt. Social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want they don't know quite what to do. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community (laughs) with incredibly different attitudes about different things. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. <laughs> I'm like the token black or the token woman. I was the token young person. They're going to put you all back in chains. I have great relationships with them because there's an awful lot of driving cabs. They will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. And Madam President, we have predators on our streets. And tried to reassign blame and said that I should apologize to him. Corey should apologize. He knows better. Come on, man. Give me a break. You know better. Come on, man, me. He lied to voters, according to the New York Times, uh, quoting aides of of Biden's, uh, about having marched in the civil rights movement. I come out of the civil rights movement. I was one of those guys that sat in and marched and all that stuff. But I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. There we go. I happen to think that the one way to ensure that you set the civil rights movement in America further back is to continue to push buses. And I support the effort to curtail uh, the uh, ability of courts to bus. They're going to integrate people so that they all have the same access and they learn to grow up with one another and, and, and all the rest is a rejection of the whole movement of black pride. Maze Moore, nice job with that. Don't forget this. I mean, you got the first sort of, sort of. mainstream African American mm-hmm. right. who was articulate and bright mm-hmm. and, and clean and nice looking guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. It's a storybook, man. Yep. It's mm-hmm. a storybook, man. Oh, he's so bad. Uh, man. And then this. We see a few. No, not that. Hmm? Uh, this. In Delaware, the <laughs> largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven mm-hmm. or a Dunkin' Donuts right. unless you have a slight Indian accent. To fully, am I, I'm not joking. He's not joking either. He's not joking. He wasn't joking then. Man. He's not joking now. He never jokes. So, Golly, he's been using that crush long time. forever. Yeah, a long time. Uh, one thing liberals are doing to defend biden's age as he runs for president again is trying to point out that biden is only four months older than mick jagger (laughs) what strange okay comparison weird wait didn't mick jagger uh jeffy and i were talking about this uh after the show yesterday didn't he miss time from a tour for health issues believe he did yes he did so maybe get a different example there uh but uh but this is fun look at this side by side look at that Oh man! <laughs> uh, I, I assume that's called dancing. 
what Mick Jagger is doing on stage uh, while Biden is trying to walk upstairs uh, unsuccessfully. Right. Oh, man. So there's your comparison. There's your real comparison right there. And besides, Mick Jagger's not running for president. Thank you. I wouldn't vote for him either as president of the United States. Oh, my gosh. Do we have the, the cheat sheet he was holding yesterday uh, at the White House during that event? Uh, Embarrassing. He's, he's getting the questions ahead of time. Look at yeah. that. It's all capitalized on you and your. Look at that. He's got the picture of the person he's supposed to call on, so hopefully he doesn't screw it up. And that's her question. These journalists are okay with this. And they're submitting it in yes. advance so that they have a time they have time to prepare him for the answers. No. What good is that? No. These journalists should be out in front of a camera saying Amazing. Well just the White House amazing. wanted us to, and I'm not gonna participate in that, and I just yeah. wanted to tell you that. If you if they had any integrity at all, that's what they do. But they don't. No. So, uh, yesterday, Biden welcomed the president of South Korea to the White House, and of <laughs> course, it's going to make you proud. Look at this walk as an American. He's watching to look. Does he not know how to walk? He has to sit there and watch other people walk. Look, what is happening? He is out. Oh, of he it. looks terrible here. Out of it, man. Wow. Uh, He's really struggling. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, who was it that said he should swing his arms a little bit more? Oh, so the collar to C-span. It's really true. Yeah, it is. He should move his arms because they're stiff like this. Like, I'm I'm going to try to catch myself when I fall. Yeah. I didn't send the video in, but the military Jeez. guy standing there, I mean, he had to do, like, everything. Like, dear God, please go here. Go mm-hmm. here. And, like, the South Korean president, Yoon, there, is like, he can't just go ahead of the president of the United States. He's got to wait for the old man to wake up and go, oh, oh, yeah, we do go there now. Oh, it was a, just a, it's, in, it's madness watching this guy. Then he made some strange comment about uh, nuclear weapons <laughs> and his authority to use them. This is weird. And, uh, you know, the idea that uh, I have absolute authority as commander-in-chief and the sole authority to use a nuclear weapon, but, you know, what the declaration means is that we're going to make every effort to consult with our allies when it's appropriate, if any action is so called for. Uh, what? I think he's yeah, trying to say bizarre. that he'll talk to South Korea before, yeah, before they drop he, a nuke. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's just strange. And he that has to convince bizarre. himself that he has that authority. It's like, uh, look, I have, wow. as a commander, oh no, what's oh, happening there? My magic muffins You're good? are good. I mean, everything's okay, right? <clears throat> Do you know there's a TV prep meeting uh, coming up in just a few minutes here? So I'm glad that they notified me of that because I'm always involved with the TV prep meeting. Oh, you got email oh, stuff on your phone now. Yeah. Good. Uh, that's You're going to start using it more? <laughs> What the, your, your phone like for for email and and stuff? In other words, oh, I told you, my, my I, it won't accept my password I'm for my email. I'm just trying to slightly figure out the different ways that I'm able to communicate with you yeah. throughout the day. Yeah, you can text. I definitely respond to texts now. Uh, so, hmm. do I always have this? You see, I've always got it with me now. Didn't respond to a have text to. yesterday. Oh, really? You texted me? <laughs> I did. I don't have a text I from w- you. I wouldn't read it out loud. Man, what is it with... Like, I, I believe you. I you do not do. have a text from you uh, from there was yesterday. A, there was a big going on out here in the middle, and I was trying to make you aware of that. Oh, okay. You don't have it, huh? What was the going on out here that they set up all the chairs for? Were they watching that new movie that's coming out? No, no, no. We had a client here, 
and I wanted you to come out and say hi. And I was too tired to walk all the way across the hall to knock on your door. Oh, okay. So I was just like, eh, here, text. And you didn't even get it. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Bizarre. Oh, well. All right. Uh, trying to sell your home can be a real challenge. Uh, you know that. We know that. Everybody knows that. Uh, that's why you need a really good realtor. And you don't need somebody who's like a friend of the family or somebody who, you know, dabbles in it part-time, doesn't really know what they're doing. You need somebody who's really committed to this industry, committed to their job. That's where, that's who you get when you go with real estate agents I trust. Uh, when you have the kind of agents who work with us, working for you, you can rest assured that you're going to be in the hands of a capable team. These agents will see your selling process through from the day you interview them until the moment you sign on the dotted line. Same goes for buying a home. Either way, you're buying, you're selling. It's a huge investment. You need somebody who can get you through the entire process. And that's Real Estate Agents I Trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, but uh, the president <laughs> also made it clear yesterday that he's not stressing about China at all. <laughs> this is I That's only good. I, I honestly I only had them pull this just because I think this will be a great drop to play mm-hmm. for the rest of his time in office, which hopefully is just a few. And when we're at war yeah, with China, war with China, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not concerned about China. I'm not concerned about China. You might want to be. Yeah, really. You know what he's concerned about China? Is China uh, in Zelensky uh, spilling all of his secrets. That's right. that's where he's concerned about China. Uh, did you see that Zelensky is blaming us for the war? Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this the guy that wanted to uh, assault, drop an assault on Moscow on yes. February 24th? Yes, that's the one. And we told him not to. Wow. Hey, how about you don't uh, escalate this thing I'm to that extent? I'm done with this guy. And, you know, people might be saying, well, how can we tell them what to do and who to attack and when to attack? Well, it's our equipment. <laughs> I mean, the only way they're getting to Moscow uh-huh. with, a, with an attack is is with our weapons. So we've got every right to tell them, uh, no, no, I don't think you should be doing that. And they weren't even going to tell us about that, by the way. Right. It was just us spying on them, you know, just monitoring them. And we're like, uh, could you not do what you're about to do? Mm-hmm. What? We'd what? like this thing not to escalate completely out of control into this. a, uh, like, I don't know, a world war, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. But he Pro- said... Proxy the, war's enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> he said the U.S. pursued a wrong nuclear policy that led to war in Europe. Um, you know, and while that may be true... <laughs> Maybe you keep your mouth shut about it since we're, you know, supplying you with all the weapons you need to uh, fend off the Russian invasion. Maybe you stop with the uh, criticism of the United States of America, who's, I mean, we have given them over $200 billion in cash and prizes. (laughs) So, I don't know, maybe you don't criticize us while that's going on. Yeah, rule number one, don't criticize your sugar daddy. Don't uh, bite the hand that feeds you. Jeez, what an idiot. <laughs> but we're supposed to practically worship at the altar of Volodymyr Zelensky. And if you don't, mm. why are you for Putin? Why do you love Putin in Russia so much? Yeah, eh, no, <laughs> we don't. 
But neither are we necessarily in love with Zelensky. One of the most corrupt uh, officials on the planet, with one of the most corrupt governments on the planet. And uh, we just had that story either last week or the week before where they're on the take to the tune of about $400 million so far. And I swear that just, that's just scratches a, the surface. Yeah, that's just a, a low estimate. I think so. So yesterday, Biden also decided to mention supply chain issues. Okay, so, all right. I was going to let this go. I, I let this go two days ago, okay, when he was doing the union speech. I'm like, oh, gosh, there's this stupid supply chain line again. But then when he used it back-to-back days yesterday, I thought, I'm just, we've got to, we've, mm-hmm. we've got to, we've got to talk about this. This is don't jump now. This is Kevlar vests. Mm-hmm. The supply chain line that he uses and has used, and these are just a few examples. Here's what, yesterday's? Let's see mm-hmm. this one here. For example, during the pandemic, what happened was all of a sudden everybody started to learn the phrase supply chain. No, bro. A year ago, no one knew what the hell everybody was talking about when he said supply chain. No. But now they all know. Just because you learned something, right? That doesn't mean the rest of us didn't know about man. about the supply chain. Like we just learned about that three years ago. I mean, this is embarrassing. The worst. It's embarrassing that he admits that he doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that it's something he think is so so profound that he brings it up all the time. Let's go to two days ago. Think how many people had no idea what the hell heck a supply chain was. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You said two, two and a half years ago, well, the supply chain, people look at, I mean, really bright people. No. Look at, uh, no. The, uh, yeah. The, uh, well, guess what? Because of the pandemic mm. and factories shut down in Asia, they had no idea they were supplying the essential material to us. Shut down around the world. Who are these stupid people that were completely unaware of the term supply chain? Come on. My gosh. Wow. The worst. So, uh... Got another example from March. All right. Same. And this is it? Yep. But think about it. You know, I wonder how many people knew... We talked about, quote, the supply chain before the Jeez. pandemic. I can't. The Everybody knows what the supply chain is now. Supply chain. All right. Let's... Uh, November yeah. of last year. Ten years ago, how many knew what the hell the supply chain was? My gosh. No, oh. I'm serious. No, I'm serious. And then he throws Same that Same thing in. every time. Same just, thing. <laughs> then he said something at Christmas of 2021. Yeah. Uh, they promise that every person will get every gift they want on time. Uh-huh. Only Santa Claus can keep that promise. Uh-huh. But there are items every year that sell out that are hard to find. So look. Some of you moms and dads may remember <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kids cabbage back patch in the kids. 80s or Beanie Babies in the 90s or other toys that have run out at Christmas time in past years when there was no supply chain problem. So he's, I missed this clip. We were on Christmas break. Uh, this is right before Christmas, 2021. He was trying to justify stuff not being on the shelf, comparing, like, I don't know, toilet paper or whatever with the Cabbage Patch craze of the 80s or the Beanie Babies of the 90s. I mean, this, that's pathetic. Asinine. So we could have, honestly, we could have spent a half an hour with all of the references he's made to the supply chain since he's been president of the United States. We stopped at just a handful. But while I was looking for these, just a cursory search of supply chain references, I stumbled onto this thing right here where 
we've talked about it. Remember Jeffy came in after the State of the Union one night, and he's like, dude, they just recycled. That's the same speech from last year. And and remember, somebody did it like back-to-back, and, and, and they just they took it oh, was yeah. the same phrases and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, same phrases is one thing. That's bad enough. But, oh, my gosh, somebody else put this together, showing he just lifts completely the same speech. Watch this. I've used every tool available to address the price increases. Oh, it's Maze Morgan. And it's working. Work. Take gas prices. And gas prices. Last week, I announced the largest ever release from the United States Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Two different releases, To increase the supply of oil and help bring down prices. I brought together other nations, other countries, India, Japan, the Republic of Korea, the United Kingdom, all joined us. They all agreed to release additional oil from the reserves. China may be doing so as well. This worldwide effort we're leading will not solve the problem of high gas prices overnight. Over the last month, likely due in part to the anticipation of this action, we've seen the price of oil and gasoline on the wholesale markets come down significantly. In fact, at the end of October, the the average price of gasoline in the wholesale market has fallen by about 10%. That's a drop of 25 cents per gallon. Per gallon. Those savings should reach the American people very soon, and it can't happen fast enough. And I've asked the Federal wow. Trade Commission to consider whether consider potentially whether illegal potentially and anti-competitive behavior in the oil and gas industry is causing higher prices so that might be maintained for consumers when the overall cost of oil is down. The wholesale prices come down so much. <laughs> now, I noticed you skipped over the fact that he completely said nations in one of those speeches and countries I noticed that. in the other one. They're like, oh, we're going to really spice this so, one up. Oh, yeah. Change it, it up a little bit. A lot different. Change it up a little bit. I want you to read through <laughs> this and, and make some changes. And the speechwriter, the teleprompt operator was like, oh. they change, We'll change nation. Yeah, that's a good one. To countries. Yeah. Or countries to nation. I'm not sure which of those came first. I mean, uh, wow. It, it's That is unbelievable. And I apologize. I know one Joe Biden is bad enough in your life. Yeah. We gave you two. Our apologies. He is just, this is a night. I, I, it's embarrassing. When do we wake up from this? I don't know. Jeez. Uh, I really hope, like November of next year, uh, we get a big awakening to somebody new. <laughs> like you, you, Who's a Republican? You don't want Kamala Harris, huh? No, I don't. Okay. No, I do not. Hmm. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Steve Bannon is suggesting that Donald Trump make uh, JFK Jr. his uh, running companion? That would be interesting. That it? would be formidable. It would be uh, uh, Trump Kennedy for president and vice president. <sighs> wow. That would get some votes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Some states are dealing with uh, crazy Democrats on a local level, too, like in Minnesota, where they've got to build... They've introduced a bill to change the definition of hate speech. Oh, here's yeah. a Republican lawmaker asking questions of a Democrat lawmaker. Are we gonna have time for this here? Let me Actually, see how long this is. Two eighteen. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna be able to hit that in. Oh yeah, yeah we'll yeah. have to wait. Till can we afterwards. do Kamala though? Can we can we visit her real quick because um, she was brilliant again <clears throat> yesterday. Uh, with she has a Isn't way with she words, always? Pat. She has a, such a way with words. Well, she's really eloquent. Yeah. We know that. That's the word. Yeah. Uh huh. Here's some of her eloquence. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, Mm -hmm. for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, Mm. to see the moment 
in time in which we exist and are present. And to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist where, in the history okay. uh, and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. Mm. Okay. Reminds me of something else that she has said oh. in the past. Oh, okay. Um, we got? That went the a governor and like I, this. and we were all... Um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Okay, right. Right, the significance right. of the passage of time. The significance so of the passage of time. So when you think about time. it, there is great significance to the passage, the passage of, time of time in terms of what we need to do in terms to of lay these wires, what we need to do yeah. to create these jobs. In and there is such great significance to the, to the passage, passage of time, time. Yeah, you got it. when we think about a day in right. the life of our children. In the present. Right, but what about the significance of the passage of time? When you think about that, you really get kind of a feel for the significance, you know, of the passage of time. Do you prefer a moment in time or a passage of time? Well, in the present, I'm thinking about the passage of time. Okay. But in that moment is when I'm thinking of the passage of time. I mean, we have fools. <laughs> you just, in the, you oh, can't oh, make this up. Yeah, yeah you can't. You, you, I guess you could, but nobody would believe it. If this was in a movie, it would fail because people would be like, come on, that can't happen. That's just ridiculous. Mm. You got to make it somewhat believable. Well, you know what they say. Election fraud has consequences. Is that what they say? Oh, that's what mm. I say. Okay. <laughs> Uh, more Packer and Leash coming up. Ah! Got some tweets here uh, from Big Poppy. Ukraine will be the next country to enter BRICS. Xi will broker a peace deal. China will be seen as the hero, taking the place of the United States. Boy, I mm. think that's going to happen. happen. Good thought. Oh, Hee-haw, the Viking. Uh, why does saying supply chain... Make him turn the wrong way and start talking to the wall. I know. But think about it. You know, I wonder how many people knew, <laughs> talked about, quote, the supply chain Where are you going, before bro? the pandemic. <laughs> Everybody knows what the supply chain is that's now. Great. Uh, that's right. I mean, that's just like he learns weird. a fact. So weird. That he should have known, first of all. Mm-hmm. But that aside, he learns a fact and he thinks that it's like this yeah. profound knowledge that's been gifted to him now. Yeah. And nobody else knows it. Nobody knows it. The rest of the country is so stupid we've never heard the term. Amazing. Fawn Gilbert tweets, at least Biden is plagiarizing himself. Uh, Yeah. 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 Uh, Toothpaste words, I learned what supply chain was in middle school. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Agonizing. It's really agonizing. Every day. It gets more and more difficult. Uh, we started into the story about the uh, states that are dealing with crazy Democrats on a local level. Uh, in Minnesota, there's a bill that's been introduced to change the definition of hate speech. And here's a Republican <laughs> lawmaker asking questions of a Democrat lawmaker. Oh. She has a bill that would cripple free speech in the state of Minnesota. Check this out. Yeah. Thank you, Madam Speaker and Representative Vang. If a a Minnesotan writes an article uh, claiming or arguing that COVID-19 is a Chinese bioweapon that leaked from from a lab in Wuhan, and someone reports that article to the Department of Human Rights, is that something that the Department of Human Rights should put in their uh, bias registry under your bill? Representative Vang. 
Thank you, Madam Speaker. Uh, Representative Niska, uh, you know, not all incidents uh, are considered, I guess, violent or um, criminal, as I said mm. before. And so this mm. clearly, if with the rhetoric that we have seen since the pandemic and uh, regarding um, accusing Asians of bringing in the coronavirus, uh, that uh, is bias motivated. And so that can be considered uh, a bias incident. You gotta be kidding me. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. Jeez. I think I heard uh, yes to that. Um, <laughs> uh, yes to that, which is very troubling to me um, that, that uh, yeah. someone uh, making a, a factual argument uh, along those lines, I think is something that's within uh, political discourse would be uh, included in the Department of Human Rights database. Let me ask you another question mm. though, if Representative Vang would yield. She will yield, Representative Niska. Thank you, Madam Speaker, and Representative Vang, if, uh, if uh, a Minnesotan is wearing a t-shirt uh, that says, I love J.K. Rowling, and someone sees that and reports them to the Minnesota Department of Human Rights uh, as, an, as an example of uh, gender identity or gender expression bias, is that something that the Minnesota Department of Human Rights should put in this, uh, in this uh, bias mm. database? Representative Vang. <laughs> Thank you, Madam Speaker and Representative Niska. Uh, you know, I think this question will best uh, be answered by the lawyers. I'm not a lawyer myself. I think in the language of the provision, uh, we have uh, she looked at the, the language to make sure that a substantial part of any incident has to be relating to uh, bias and hate and motivated. Um, and so I will, you know, I'm not going to say a yes or no to that question. Um, it is really uh, <laughs> up to the... Um, those investigating to decide whether there, there is a stance. Mm. That sounds like a really good bill. Yeah. I, so it sounds she, like it really go well. Remember the original question was, can I wear a shirt that says, I love J.K. Rowling? Yeah. Can I get a yes or no? What the hell's happening in Minnesota with that bill? <sighs> that, Man. I mean, we know that Minnesota's got some issues. Yeah. But uh, that would be a whole yeah. new level. Oof. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org slash chosen. Uh, I can't imagine that passing. I mean, don't you have enough sense left in Minnesota to say no to something that absolutely destroys free speech absolutely destroys it are, are you really gonna go that far uh they're close to canada maybe they're gonna just go the way of canada uh and check this out from arizona where a state representative <laughs> removed bibles from the common area in the state capitol watch this there she is just kind of mm-hmm. apparently didn't know that Take, uh... there's surveillance there well, that was added after the Bibles began to disappear. But look at her. She's looking around and swipe. 
And then she comes over here. See that? Mm. See that book open right there toward the front? Uh huh. Okay. Well, that's a Bible, and it's about to go bye bye. Cause look at it. I mean, she's mm. she's moving them around and stuff. Just so weird. Look at that. I'll just take okay. that. Yeah. She just grabbed that, that one. Mm-hmm. She's got some praying to do. <laughs> Anyhow. So, yeah, so this story is fascinating. It's so ridiculous. So that's uh, Stephanie Stahl-Hamilton captured on security cameras, removing the uh, Bible from the House Members Only uh, Lounge. That was on April 10th. The Arizona House of Representatives was alerted about the disappearance of, of a pair of Bibles on March 23rd. So it took them almost two weeks to figure this out. Uh, they're normally left on display in the House Members Only Lounge, and uh, she decided to remove them because I guess I don't know they were offending her, perhaps. Oh no, this is this is wait wait till the capper on this one. The restricted area is located <clears throat> near the House floor and is a place where members of the House can go if they uh, need to take a call or meet with other representatives or senior staff members in between votes after being alerted to the Bible's disappearances, gumshoes with the house security team started searching the lounge for the Bibles and found they'd been placed under cushions of two chairs. Okay. Nearly a week later, another Bible went missing from the lounge and was later discovered to have been moved and placed inside a refrigerator Uh, in a nearby kitchen. Yep. This woman's mentally ill. Let's wow, just say that's it. really weird. You've got a lawmaker yeah. who is mentally ill. Oh, but it gets it gets even better. Wait for the rest of the story. As a result of the disappearing Bibles, the security team placed a temporary camera <laughs> inside the lounge, yeah. as we just saw. Yeah. The state house source said security cameras are placed throughout many communal areas in the house building, though the lounge was not one of those areas initially, but of course now it is. On April 10th, when House members were in session, a third incident occurred, this time with the pair of Bibles in the lounge once again going missing from their locations. Mm. Security camera captured uh, Stephanie Stahl-Hamilton, of course a Democrat, and ordained Presbyterian minister. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Removing the books and hiding them under two sofas in the lounge. Yeah, if I... If if the Bible in the refrigerator doesn't get you, the fact that this is an ordained minister, I mean, really weird. So weird. They asked her about it. She refused to comment. Mm-hmm. So Mentally. we don't we don't know why Mentally she was Ill. doing this. She's just obviously sick in the head, mm-hmm. as so many Democrats are. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't be Democrats. But it's not like she's uh, making laws or. No, it is like of that. Authority. It's a lot like oh, it that. is. Yeah. Oh, it is. Like it, in that. fact, it is that. Yeah. So. Wow. This is. Jeez. <laughs> Got a feel-good moment though. Editors of large newspapers were gathered in a forum, and one member of the audience had some things to say to him. <laughs> I love this guy. I, I just I'm looking for the one with Seymour Hirsch because it's a policy and press yeah hall event. So shouldn't we be talking about the Nord Stream since that's the biggest story of the century and let's go you guys you know I mean you have the executive editor of the New York Times there who came out with a phony story to try and block Seymour Hirsch it just it's just kind of funny how that happened you know I mean did you even acknowledge Seymour Hirsch all of you are executive editors of papers that broke Pentagon Hmm. Mili Watergate 
is this the same papers or not? I mean, is there anything you've gotten right in the last 20 years or am I mistaken about that? I mean, it's just kind of funny because Iraq, wrong. Syria, wrong. Russiagate, really wrong. Okay, I mean, the list goes on and on. So the last thing you could do to try and actually fix your reputation is acknowledge that through leaks, we had to find out that Zelensky was going to bomb Moscow on the anniversary. I mean, if you're so impartial, shouldn't you at least say, right, that Zelensky was going to bring us on the verge of World War III? That seems pretty fair. Mm-hmm. While Julian Assange rots in prison, all of you got, you know, fat checks because he's in jail for doing your job. And you know what? Mm. Tucker Carlson mm. ain't no Seymour Hirsch, but he did something you guys are scared to do. Speak the truth and actually be critical of the war, which is why mm. he was actually fired from Fox. Because you are all cowards. single one of you. None of you have actually had any relevancy. And you know what? The mainstream press is now dying. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to listen to you again. You have no credibility with the public. The only people who care about what you have to say are elite who have nothing productive to say anymore. And it's dying off. So will you at least say something either about Nord Stream or Ukraine or the fact that Zelensky brought us to the verge of World War Three? And wow. the only reason we knew about that was through leaks? Go ahead. It's a free speech event, right? You guys are the press. Let's go, press. Let's say something here. Look, look, they don't have anything to say right now. Come on, come on. You're the executive editor of the New York Times, you know? I'm just trying to get into some good trouble here, man. Listen, Karen, get out of my face for a second. I got to talk to these gentlemen. Well, I just want to hear what they have to say. Go ahead, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Time to talk. You know, I'm telling to you. Come. Wait your turn. You could, you could project if we can. I was just it's important to hear everybody's point of view. Yeah. So thank you. All right. I do think that we need to give uh, our moderator a chance to ask other questions. We're on the verge of World War Three. Say something about this bombing. We blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Listen, don't stand there while there are people rotting in prison. Nobody said anything about Uhuru, right? The socialists who are in jail for being critical of this war. Ah, uh, I tell you. Wow. Wow. And they wouldn't, wouldn't they say wouldn't a say a word about it. Not a word. Huh. Fascinating. Jeez. The cowards. Just absolute cowards. And, you know, they they can't handle the fact that somebody brings that up, their cowardice, in a forum like that. So they just remain silent and have the guy removed from the room. Wasn't that the point? Was that people would ask you questions? Isn't it a question and answer thing? Right. Looked like it was set up right. for that. Exactly. Huh. I, uh, but only questions they like, I yeah. guess. Yeah, where's your where's your cheat sheet card like Joe Biden's got? Oh, okay. So here comes this question. No. Uh, uh, wow. I I mean, he was pretty eloquent, too. Yep. And uh, he had the facts. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Man. The co-founder of Greenpeace, Dr. Patrick Moore, recently did an interview in Britain. I love this. And he had some things to say about CO2, CO2 and its effect on the climate. The Greenpeace co-founder. Okay, this ought to be One of my missions is to turn on its head 
the idea that carbon dioxide is a pollutant and somehow dangerous, when in fact it is the most important nutrient for all life on Earth, and without it this would be a dead planet. So I say not only is carbon dioxide good, it is essential, and it's a good thing that we are putting some more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere because it was running low before we came along. CO2, Jeez. we know its benefits for plants, but it is a, a known greenhouse gas, and we're pumping too much of it in, leading to global warming. Well, actually, it may be a known greenhouse gas, but it's not known how strong it is in terms of changing the Earth's temperature. Mm -hmm. And so far in this century, there has been zero warming from a statistically significant basis, and the UK Met Office says so, yet one-third of all human CO2 emissions have been put into the atmosphere in the last 18 years. So it doesn't look like a lockstep causal relationship between increasing CO2 and warming of the Earth. Right. Are you seriously suggesting we should be pumping more stuff in, polluting the Earth more, building more coal-fired power stations just so we can make sure that the CO2 levels are good? No, I'm not, because we're putting plenty of CO2 into the atmosphere. We don't need to do it this quickly, but if we bring it up to a higher level than it is today, we will get immediately an increase in the growth of crops and trees, which is not a bad thing. In the long run, though, it doesn't matter if we bring it down quite a bit. And so that's why I'm supportive of nuclear energy mm. and of natural gas. This tendency to go in the rich countries Greenpeace to wind and solar is a giant Again. waste of money. Mm -hmm. Those wind farms will rust in place and there is no fun to decommission them when they either wear out or we decide how ridiculous it is to spend so much money for so little electricity that isn't even reliable. What are you saying about energy policy now to the ideas of decarbonization to cut? Is everyone wrong? Yes, they're wrong if they are actually basing their energy policy on decarbonization. They're not wrong to base their energy policy on cost effectiveness, on pollution control, which is why moving from coal to gas makes sense if you have it. But India has coal, and India has 300 million people with no electricity. What do we expect them to do? Of course they're going to build coal plants, but India is also building a lot more nuclear plants than the UK is right now, and it doesn't have the emissions of a coal plant. And China is building huge hydroelectric dams which don't have the emissions of coal plants. So many of these countries are doing their bit without wasting all this money on wind and solar energy, which is unreliable and prohibitively expensive in the long run. Why is this consensus out there? Look, if, they, if we had definitive proof that CO2 was causing serious problems and we could prove it, don't you think they would write that down on a piece of paper somewhere so people could read it? They don't have definitive proof, period, in science. I'm a, I'm, I'm a student of the philosophy and history of science, and I know that the scientific method has not been applied in such a way as to prove that carbon dioxide is causing the Earth to warm. You think in a few years, say 50 years from now, people go, that was a really stupid period in our history yeah. when we tried to change yeah. all our energy policies to cut this gas? Yes. I am firmly of the belief that the future will show that this whole hysteria over climate change was a complete fabrication. Thank you. Wow. Co-founder of Greenpeace. Feels good. And let's not forget what Al Gore admitted years ago the temperature goes up before the sea sometimes that sometimes that has been true in the past the opposite has also been true oh okay so that's that blows the whole basis uh -huh. for their co2 bs out of the water sometimes that is true but the opposite is also true <laughs> okay well 
You just admitted then uh-huh. that the temperature sometimes drives CO2 up. Other times, CO2 drives temperature. Well, if temperature can drive up CO2, uh, then what are we doing here? Man. What are we doing? Yeah, you see videos like that, and you Crazy. see videos of the guy challenging the newspaper editors, and just for a fleeting moment, you get a little bit of hope. Yeah. Just, just for, for that a fleeting, fle- fleeting just for moment. That fleeting moment. But look how indoctrinated the reporter was. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he was so indignant. Yep. What? Every buyer's their consensus. Um, there's really not consensus. So maybe you shouldn't be using that word. Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. Uh, Mother's Day coming up. When is Mother's Day? Is that like the 15th of May? 14th. 14th of May. Hmm. So just over two weeks, right? Yep. So you got, uh, you have till May 8th to guarantee that your Kexi cookie order will get there by Mother's Day. Because that's the guarantee date. I see. May 8th. All right, go to Kexi.com. We got the German chocolate cookie that's back for Mother's Day with all that gooey goodness inside. Oh, dude, don't do so that. So good. Don't do that. Mm. Oh, and my wife just in, just came up with this new bread. Uh, calls it She calls it hum, hummingbird bread. Oh, it's got so many good things in it. You're going to love that. You can only get that with the Mother's Day package. Plus, this is just for our listeners, if you use the promo code the Jeffy, mm-hmm. J E F F Y, uh, you get eighteen percent off. Okay, eighteen percent off, and order by uh, May eighth to guarantee deliver delivery by Mother's Day. Okay, hard to believe we're that close to Mother's Day, and we still got this kind of weather going on in Texas. <laughs> Jeez, it was only I don't know upper fifties most of the day yesterday, and that probably seems warm to some. In yeah. In some areas of the country right now. I see. But that is really... I mean, it's usually 80 or more yeah. this time of year. I just want to see what the U.S. Uh, temperatures are right now. Yeah, I mean, we're in the 20s and 30s in Minnesota and wow. upper Midwest. Wow. So, yeah, wow, that's crazy. And people are still getting snow. It's almost May. Yeah, April 27th. In some areas, still getting snow. <laughs> Uh, we had some nasty weather, though, uh, in the south last night. And right around Dallas, uh, here's what it looked like. Yeah, look at this. Just stay. That's hail coming down. Really bad hailstorm. You're going to see. This is an animal video, actually, Pat. You're going to see a bull run by. Poor guy. Like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> now, now, the yeah. guy who shot this video said that... He got to shelter and everything's fine. No animals were hurt in the making of this video. Oh, good. But... I don't think I sent in uh, images of Huge. people holding in the size of their hand, mm-hmm. you know, hailstones. Well, you saw the splash. Oh, there we go. Look on. at that. Yeah. Uh, that, wow. Jeez. Wow. That's a fist, man. That hit you in the head. That hurts. Yeah. Man, oh man. So. Uh, so that was going on here, just south of town. Yeah. Oof. Yep. No, thank you. That. Uh, That's a new roof right there. Oh, definitely. That's a that's a new windshield. Okay, so we just had ours oh, replaced. What's what's it been? A year and a half, maybe two years. Has it been two years since that really big hailstorm we had that everybody know. had to change their, you know, fix the roof or get a new roof at yeah. once? There was one March where we had, at least where I live, 
three hailstorms in the month of March. Mm. And that's when I had to take my vehicle in for repairs. And it's a very, very long story. And it ended up taking oh, over nine months before they finally got it fixed because oh, wow. there were so it's, many. It's weird wiring issues. They always would screw something up oh. and then I'd have to take it back. And so please, no more hail. Please, yeah, okay, we don't need it. I park outside. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, yesterday, a whistleblower was testifying in front of Congress about human trafficking along yeah. the U.S. southern border. For nearly uh, a decade, unaccompanied children Obviously. have been suffering in the shadows. Can and you, I have to confess, can you pause I this for nothing. a second? Yeah. So, so basically, th- this should be major news. Like, this should mm-hmm. be Huge. getting a lot of traction, and it'll be interesting to see if it does. It won't. <laughs> but. She is coming forward, and she's, you know, like, like you said, she's a whistleblower who's saying, yeah, um, the U.S. government is basically enabling human trafficking. Now, she leaves an out that maybe maybe they aren't aware, mm-hmm. but oh my gosh, this is depressing, so. They're suffering until 2021 when I volunteered to help the Biden administration with the crisis at the southern border. As part of Operation Artemis, I was deployed to the Pomona Fairplex Emergency Intake Site in California to help HHS, Office of Refugee Resettlement, reunite children with sponsors in the United States. I thought I was going to help place children in loving homes. Instead, I discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with recruiting in home country, smuggling to the U.S. border, and ends when ORR delivers a child to a sponsor. Some sponsors are criminals and traffickers and members of transnational criminal organizations. Some sponsors view children as commodities and assets to be used for earning income. This is why we are witnessing an explosion of labor trafficking. Now, whether it's intentional or not, it could be argued that the United States government has become the middleman in a large-scale, multi-billion-dollar child trafficking operation that is run by bad actors seeking to profit off of the lives of children. As for me, my interest is the safety of the children. I do not view this as a political issue. I view this as a humanitarian issue. I assure you, my motives are the highest and best. I want the children protected. So I want to tell you some of what I witnessed personally at the Pomona Fairplex. I saw vulnerable indigenous children from Guatemala who speak Mayan dialects and cannot speak Spanish. That means they cannot ask for help in English. They cannot help for, ask for help in Spanish. Mm. They become captives of their sponsors. I have sat with case managers as they've cried to tell me the horror of what has happened to children as they make the journey to this country. I saw apartment buildings where 20, 30, and 40 unaccompanied minors have been released. I saw sponsors trying to simultaneously sponsor children from multiple ORR sites at one time. I saw sponsors using multiple addresses to obtain sponsorships of children. And I saw numerous cases of children in debt bondage and the child knew they had to stay with the sponsor until the debt was paid. Jeez. Realizing that we were not offering the children the American dream, Mm. but instead putting them in modern day slavery with wicked overlords was a terrible revelation. A terrible revelation. 
These children are a captive victim population with no access to law enforcement or knowledge of their rights. They are extorted, abused, neglected. And that is why I blew the whistle in 2021. I witnessed firsthand the horrors of child trafficking and exploitation. My life will never be the same after what I saw. <laughs> wow. Where is the chant, children's rights are human rights? We have that with trans. Uh, you have that with uh, gay rights. What about children's rights? Anybody care about that anymore? Yeah, and she made the point. Mm. I don't know if it was in that clip there, but uh, that law enforcement isn't involved at any point in this process. They're just handing them off to sponsors. And and if they get followed up on, basically, oh, good. No, there's one that, amazingly, there was a follow-up. I mean, at this situation at the border is completely out of control. And, you know, we we talk about the illegal aliens all the time that are crossing the border and the drugs that are crossing the border. But what about this? Child sex trafficking at the border? And you still don't care? And you're still not doing anything about it? Man, we got to put pressure on this administration to fix this. But they're not going to. They're not going to. We're going to have to wait till 2024 and hopefully get somebody else in office who will care about these things. Whether that's Donald Trump uh, or Ron DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy, got to be somebody on, on the Republican side because the Democrats don't care. I mean, they don't care. How depressing is this? I mean, you've got a nation that refuses to, if I can't get you to close the border down just because it's the rule of law, <laughs> mm-hmm. can I get you to how close the border down for fentanyl being, you know, killing yeah, Americans? No. Every, you know, no. If well, I can't get about, you, okay, how about, how about the, the children? The children. Can we do the, can we do anything? Can we come together mm. and find something that will get you guys on the left to agree that the border needs to be sealed? And I think m- the answer is no. Many of you on the right as well. Yeah. It just Yeah, yeah. It is so depressing. Well, they're too busy doing things like changing our language in schools. Yeah. Did you see this Vermont Elementary School story? They're no longer going to use the words male or female when teaching 5th grade students about puberty and human reproductive systems. Oh my gosh, dude. Families of students at Founders Memorial School received a letter on April 20th. Uh, informing them of the changes to the science and health curriculum. Changes reflect the district's desire to use, quote, gender-inclusive language, unquote. Oh, no. According to the principal, uh, Sarah Jablonski. Okay. In an effort to align our curriculum with our equity policy. Oh, here we go. You know it's going to be good when they start talking about their equity policy. Yep. Teachers will be using gender-inclusive language throughout this unit. All right. With any differences, we strive to use person-first language as best practice. Instead of referring to a person as a boy or male, teachers will say, quote, a person who produces sperm, unquote. Likewise, they'll no longer say girl or female, but person who produces eggs. (laughs) You have got to be kidding me. It's no joke. I'm not joking. It's not a joke. Oh, my. I wish it was. I wish it were a joke. Wow. 
Uh, the Essex Westford School District noted in the letter that teachers were working on editing worksheets to reflect the new changes. Oh my gosh, I can't. While teaching students about the human body, the district said it will focus on the physical and emotional changes that occur during puberty and briefly introduce the basic structure and function of human reproductive systems. <clears throat> Wait, what? Now, if you're talking about a person who produces sperm, couldn't that be a female, though? I mean, I thought I thought that anybody can do any of these things. Right, right, right. right. And why are you why are you claiming that a person who produces eggs is female? How? Why would you? <laughs> why would you specify that? Like men can't do that? Oh, Come on. So I thought these teachers have to go and. And so ridiculous. change the worksheets yeah. from male and female to person, person who, who produces, produces sperm and person, person who produces eggs. And so I was noodling this out. I was thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to have to go and repaint the bathrooms with these long phrases <clears throat> out front. And actually, no, no, they'll just say bathroom because I guarantee you anybody can use e- any bathroom in that school. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, put the, I put the bat signal up again. Uh, dear aliens, send help because this is this is beyond repair now. <laughs> help us! Oh. I love the uh, letter they sent out to parents, dear fifth grade families and caregivers. It is time for our science slash health unit about the human body, focused on puberty and the human reproductive systems. This unit will take place during the last few months of school. We will focus on the physical and emotional changes that occur during puberty and briefly introduce the basic structure and function of human reproductive systems. Students will be participating in whole group discussions and have private reflection time. (laughs) Okay. There will also be three interview opportunities coming home throughout the unit. I wonder if you can opt out of this with your children hey why don't you leave the reproductive system teach well i'll teach them that at home how about uh, you stay away from it with your person who produces sperm nonsense how about that <laughs> in an effort to align our curriculum with equity policy teachers will be using gender inclusive language throughout this unit with any differences we strive to use first and person person first language as best practice You'll see examples of this below, and then they share the stupid examples we told you about. I I mean, can this get any worse? And of course, the answer is yes. Yeah. Yes, it will. Because we haven't put a stop to it yet. Uh, if we don't put a stop to this freak show, mm-hmm. uh, it is just going to spiral completely out, of, like it already, it already is. It's already completely out of control. So when you open up the newspaper there in Vermont to check the scores of the different games, right? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this is just fifth grade now, but I'm sure it'll just continue all the way up, you know, into mm-hmm. high schools and stuff like that. And you want to say, hey, who won the football game you know, last night? Or or, or this is soccer, right? This is soccer. You got you got you got the 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 people who produce sperm scores, and you got the people who produce egg scores. And you're like, oh, let's see the eggs team. Yeah, let's see. I mean, it's just. This world is... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gone, man. Yeah. Bye. Yes, it is. Yes, it's it is. It's not coming back. <laughs> it's in the rearview mirror. It's back there. Now, Tucker made it sound like, you know, I, I loved his uh, a couple-minute thing last night. And he mm-hmm. said, like, there's hope, right? 
You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna. This is. Mm-hmm. It can't. This isn't sustainable. It can't sustain. Right. Right. Yeah. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna get this thing back going. I hope so. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, oh dear God, I hope I'm wrong. But man, you read stories like this, and it just takes you two steps back. Yeah, sure does. Oh God. All right, let me take you a minute, and uh, it's NFL Draft Night tonight. It sure is. Uh, we haven't even mentioned that, but uh, the NFL Draft is here, <laughs> and uh, the most exciting prospect is the prospect of being perfectly groomed. All right. Head to toe with our friends at Manscaped. And all points in between. <laughs> Manscaped has long had elite downfield play with their Lawnmower 4.0. But in 2023, they have the rookie sensation Beard Hedger uh-huh. to ensure the face of your franchise is a pretty one. Aww. Isn't that nice? That is a good line. Manscaped can help you uh, make the sexy pick without forgetting about the big uglies up front. That's the uh, right Beard Hedger <laughs> and the Lawnmower 4.0. They're a franchise change changing combo uh, that will have you looking at your roster with pride. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Kudos to the guy yeah, who wrote the ad copy. Great stuff. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, Manscaped. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code UNLEASHED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code UNLEASHED. Go from Mr. Irrelevant to a first-round pick. <laughs> I love it. With Manscaped. This is Pat Bray Unleashed. I got some tweets here. Electric uh, Electrolyte Boogaloo tweets, Act surprised when you find out the Pelosi's are traffickers. <laughs> That's going to be hard to act surprised uh, in that eventuality. Liberalism causes truth bl- blindness tweets, I used to get fired up. When a whistleblower would come out. Not anymore. Yeah. Nothing ever gets done because the people who could do something about it are the people committing the crimes. So true. Carl Smith tweets, maybe this Vermont school district should cease using the word teacher and replace it with person spreading BS. Mm. Mm-hmm. That works. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Uh, you know, have you noticed that there's a little something going on in Sudan? Oh, Yeah. And we're not doing anything about it with our American citizens that are trapped there. Now, they're saying about 16,000 Americans are there. Now, many of them may not want to leave. So who knows what the actual total is of those who want to get the heck out of the country uh, so that they're safe. But a former CIA official says Biden screwed up so badly in Afghanistan that that's why he's not even going to try to evacuate Americans in Sudan. And the Biden administration has indeed told Americans there, yeah, you're, you're on your own. You're pretty much on your own. We warned you not to go, and we warned you not to stay, and so now, uh, good luck getting out, but we're not going to really hmm. be doing a massive evacuation process with the U.S. military. I, Sorry. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I did appreciate this uh, tweet from uh, Pathead, uh, uh, the N1 James, who said, uh, the Sudan stuff uh, is fun. Uh, Egypt and Sudan are in a border dispute over oil rights. Egypt got busted trying to sell arms to Russia. Yeah, don't forget that. Mm-hmm. And now Sudan is having a civil war. Uh, you know our fingerprints are all over Sudan right now. It have to be. 
I mean, it came out yesterday, mm -hmm. and I've been watching Sudan as soon as, and I'm not alone in this, I know, as soon as you heard there was a bioweapons facility there, right? And you're uh -huh. like, okay, mm -hmm. we're obviously involved. And then finally yesterday, it comes out that, uh, surprise, uh, Dr. Fauci, the CDC, the Department of Defense, mm -hmm. uh, they were all part of funding the... Uh, like the deadly research uh, going on there in the, the Sudanese lab that who knows what the militants are doing there. There's all sorts of stuff uh, in that lab. But uh, now the, I guess the question is, are we going to go to war there to hide that fact the way we went to Ukraine mm. to hide that fact? <laughs> I mean, seriously, <sighs> can we get out of every country, please? I know. I don't want you doing anything there. I don't want you I to have know. a base there. I don't want you to have a presence. I sure as hell don't want you doing anything with 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 bioweapons research and gain of function stuff. I think more and more Americans are feeling that so way. Our tax dollars don't forget. Can we, can we please just stay out of every other country on the planet? Unless we're attacked. Uh and then you do something about it. And you do something really definitive and then you you get the heck out again. Just frustrating as hell and dangerous Bye. too. But honestly, what are these militants? They don't even know which side has control of the facility. Sweet Lord. Yeah. What What's going to happen? Like, what is going to get released now? Who knows? And, and maybe, knows? you know what? Maybe it's safer in the hands of a Sudanese militant than the uh, Communist Party of China. Interestingly, other countries are, in fact, evacuating their citizens. Oh, that's UK, how you do it, huh? France, other countries. <laughs> yeah. Are wow. actually getting their citizens out successfully. That's weird. That's weird. And we're like, eh, good luck. And I, I agree with the CIA agent, George uh -huh. Beebe, who, who is saying that we're not doing that because of Afghanistan. I believe that. Yep. I believe it. They couldn't handle it in Afghanistan. Would they handle it any better here? I doubt it. This uh. is just such an inept mm -hmm. government uh, right now. Man, do we need a change? And it's got to come. It's got to come in 2024. By the way, the latest GOP primary poll for the Republican nomination, she's Trump is just crushing the field right now. He's got 53% support uh, compared to DeSantis, 21%. He's up by 32 percentage points right now over Ron DeSantis. And then the rest of the field is way behind. Uh, in fact, I think you can add up all the rest of the numbers. They won't even get to DeSantis numbers. Pence has 6%. Nikki Haley, 4 Vivek Ramaswamy, 3%. But he's up. That's He's tripled his numbers. Remember the last poll? I think he was at 1. Now mm. he's at 3. He keeps doing that, and he'll be in good shape by the time the election rolls around. Uh, <laughs> Liz Cheney. First of all, she's not even announced. Secondly, who in the world would support her in they, the Republican Party? They need to stop polling the Cheney family. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they claim she has 2% support. Okay. Uh, Tim Scott, 2%. Mm. Greg Abbott, Chris Christie, uh, Sununu, and and uh, Elder, Larry Elder, mm, all yeah. at 1%. The last four at 1%. Okay. So since February, Trump has gone up 10 points. DeSantis has gone down seven. Oof. Do you think it will make a difference when DeSantis officially announces, which I hear is coming in mid-May, 
saw that May, little, huh? saw that blurb last night. No, I didn't see that. So, um, hmm. Okay, maybe. I don't know if, that, don't know if that'll change. Like, oh, maybe. now he's running. I can officially, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, look, any name that you just mentioned. Better than what we have. Better than Biden. Except Liz Cheney. Maybe. I almost said that. Except and then I Liz thought, Cheney. Okay, I'm not endorsing her by saying better than Joe Biden. I could say that the uh, gum that I stepped in yesterday out here in the parking lot is better than Joe Biden. Yes. But no one polled. They, see, you're not including that. They didn't include the didn't gum include on the, the gum no, on my they shoe. They not a joke. Not. <laughs> There's another House hearing yesterday in which a Republican lawmaker uh, went off on <clears throat> Eric Swalwell again. I love this. <laughs> it got a little nasty uh, because uh, Swalwell was attacking a witness um, on the about the border. And so Representative Troy Nels from Texas said, uh, I apologize that you had to, I mean, you're here for a hearing on the border, but Democrats don't want to talk about the border, Nell said. Uh, he went on to say, Mr. Swalwell is down there. Obviously, everyone knows he's made some comments. He's got a checkered past. Oh. His alleged relationship, and then Swalwell jumps in. I'm sorry, a checkered past? <laughs> And Nell says, it's my time. Alleged affairs, <laughs> the relationship with Yum Yum. <laughs> I love it. To which Swalwell, Swalwell says, no, 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 no. No, get it right. You don't get to say that stuff, which is not the word he actually used. That's not true. And he's right about that. Uh, her name isn't Yum Yum. It's Fang Fang. So he did have a point there. Uh... He, uh, so Nels continued, he had alleged relationships with Yum Yum, and now he's angry. (laughs) I love love that they're calling her Yum Yum. So So McCarthy made it so that Swalwell (laughs) couldn't serve on the Intel Committee. Yeah. But yet, you know, he still is in office. And still is serving on certain committees. So just make it. Make it make it unbearable for him, and that's what they're trying to do. It I love looks it. like I love it. Let's, yeah, I think it's great. Employ some Solinsky tactics and uh, isolate him and make him uncomfortable. And well, he absolutely paid no price for whatever he did for two years with a Chinese spy, and he's never had any consequences from that. Well, except for you know, McCarthy removing him from a here from a from a committee. I mean, that's it. He should be out of Congress. Mm-hmm. He should be tried for treason. Mm-hmm. But no, none of that has happened. And none of that is going to happen. And it's what frustrates people so much. You're going after uh, Donald Trump for what? For paying somebody to keep quiet and then the subsequent cover-up of that? Supposedly, we don't even know that that actually happened. But at least they're looking into that, but you don't look into Eric Swalwell and his two-year relationship with Yum Yum. Yeah, and don't forget the person that he supposedly <clears throat> paid off said no. Yeah, she says it didn't happen. <laughs> Jeez. Meanwhile, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, this is so good. This is great planning. She wants the military to be all electric by 2030. 2030, yep. 2030! That's seven years to you and me. <laughs> 
she affirmed her faith in the Biden administration proposal <clears throat> in a hearing for the Senate Armed Services Committee in which uh, Senator Joni Ernst pressed her on whether the policy would hinder the lethality of the military. She insisted electrification of the military would decrease vulnerability to worldwide turbulence in the fossil fuel sector. I just wonder, um, so they're going to be putting charging stations on all battlefields yeah. Yeah, from well, now on? You just don't start a fight okay, where yeah, there, yeah, where there are no Okay. Mm-hmm. So where are there? Char- so we can only fight battles like at a an outdoor mall, like <laughs> we're in South Lake where they've got the... I don't know, 15 or 20 charging stations lined up there. We can fight a battle there. Okay, don't give don't give this administration any ideas <laughs> of where to fight battles. But okay. uh, but in the Middle East, I don't know that there are charging stations oh, in shoot. the desert. Oh, it sounds like they were going to bring the troops home then. Yeah, okay. okay there's, I'm All sorry, right. there's no charging stations uh, around the world, so eh, I think we're done here. I mean, can you imagine? What are you supposed to do? Uh, they won't stay charged up. <laughs> They're going to run out at some point. So you've got tanks that are running on electric power, that are running on batteries. And when the batteries uh, are empty, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, you become isolationists. <sighs> Unbelievable. You, you, just, par- you park all your vehicles back home. That's what you do. Uh, that's what you, Or you put charging stations wherever you think you might be fighting battles. Did, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Did you see that um, the House voted mm-hmm. yesterday to uh, what was it to increase the debt limit? Uh, so, so in other words, it, it, the ball is now in Joe Biden's court. Let's go. They've come up with a plan. Yeah. So, what's the problem now? He won't even sit down and talk about it. But no. so, but now Republicans can say with a straight face, "Look, we, we passed, passed it. it. We passed it. You guys won't even take want? it up in the Senate." Yeah. Okay. What do you want? But I wonder, I don't know if they put any money in there for for electric chargers for military vehicles. I don't oh, know if that's that was in there. So then uh, might have to go back to the drawing board. Go back to the drawing board. If we're going to get this done by 2030, we got to get on the stick right now. Right yeah. now. You know, when you hear them put up, uh, you know, proposals <clears> like <throat> this that just seem so ridiculous. Mm hmm. Usually it's way out there. Usually it's about green energy. You know, hey, by yeah. 2040 or yes, whatever. Yes, or 2060 or something. Right, and you, you think. You know, it makes a little bit of sense, maybe. No. But no. No, no, no. The thought I have is, hey, maybe we'll have some right-thinking lawmakers in by then to reverse this crap. Yeah, no. But now they're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to do it by, say, the end of, uh, you know, the decade, just a few years out. That's uh, because they refuse to give you an actual reasonable timeline for when catastrophe is going to strike over global warming because they have to fire people up right now and scare the hell out of young people because that's what's driving this discussion now they've convinced the youth that we only have eight years left as a society and then we're done because of global warming so they don't do the far off figures anymore by 2100 Mm -hmm. new orleans is going to be underwater Okay, well, now it's, you know, eight years from now, we've got that's, catastrophic problems. That's not a compelling argument. Have you been to New Orleans? It needs a good washing. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's just it's so frustrating. It is. And, it, and it's so self-destructive. It and it's by design that, that we commit suicide as a nation. And then they wonder why the youth mm-hmm. are so freaked out, yeah. so depressed, and and so indoctrinated over this stuff. Yeah, it, it wasn't enough mm. to convince uh, children to not 
have kids and have a family. Right. Now it's like, by the way, you should just chop off your parts and don't even worry about having kids to begin with. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that's, I mean, that's exactly what's happening here. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a cult, but, um, I don't know, man. Uh, how much hope you got left for the nation? You, you, how's Not that? How's some. That? Hope I still check. Have some. Hope check. I have some. What's the percentage chance we, we turn this ship around, Pat Gray? Mm, I don't want to put a percentage on it. <laughs> that would be too depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a flicker of hope for you here. There's a, I'm saying we have, so if it's like one in a million, uh-huh. so you're saying we've got a chance. You got a chance. You got I a am chance. saying we have a chance. I'm just wondering, can we, the, the federal government, can we agree, has gotten way too big to the point where we're funding oh, yeah. biolabs in Sudan. Yes. And and God knows where else. I and I mean this seriously actually. This is not, this isn't just some crazy little line here. We should dust off the Articles of Confederation and start over. Let's give the po- <laughs> you want to really give the power back to the states? And then after uh-huh. I posted that on Twitter yesterday, somebody said, uh, yeah, and we just all pulled together for a common defense. Yeah, let's do it. That's cool. That's it. Just mm. just uh, 50 independent states the way mm-hmm. it should be. Mm-hmm. And we all have one military, a volunteer army, and that's the only thing that binds us together. <sighs> that's my take. I, I, I mean it sincerely. Because yeah. this the way they've abused and destroyed the U.S. Constitution and have it hanging. You can't even say it's hanging by a thread anymore. It's in the garbage can. We're just waiting for the, the, the dump truck to come over here and just take it on its merry way to the dumpster. Yeah. The way, the way they've abused it. It's not even it's it's not living well, and breathing to, anymore because it's dead. To these people in office right now, they have set fire to the US Constitution. They don't care about it at all. And then and then they look at the Republicans and act as though they're the ones who are, you know, denying free speech and all these things. I it's really unbelievable what is going on. By the way, there's a massive blue hole that's been discovered off the coast of Mexico. Oh, is that where the Constitution is currently? That might be where they've put it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but is it a window into new life forms? Researchers are flabbergasted. Cool. They have flabbergasted the science community after discovering the world's second largest blue hole in Mexico, which could potentially provide a window into life on other planets. I like it. Yeah, that's interesting. Let's go. The massive sapphire sinkhole was originally discovered in 2021, <clears throat> but was only documented recently in the scientific journal Frontiers in Marine Science. There's two of them now. Huh. There's two of them. But they're not both. Are they both in Mexico? Uh, I don't know. I think one's... I don't know where the other one is. I think it's in there. It's likely the deepest known blue hole in the region, according to scientists, uh, known in specific circles as karst formations blue holes are actually vertical marine caves okay hmm. all right well, do we have the chart on how deep it is i'd love to see that they were carved over thousands of years by glacial runoff during the ice age i've never heard of this before yeah, i haven't either these sprawling aquatic formations often extend hundreds of feet down mm. and can measure an equal or greater distance across as well look at that thing it goes. Oh, look how deep it is. Yeah. That's something. That ain't, that ain't no surface wow. thing. The latest cobalt cavern system was discovered off the Yucatan Peninsula's uh, Chetamul Bay, 
whereupon it was surveyed and sampled by scuba divers, undersea sonar, and other methods. Hmm. Hmm. It's been dubbed Tom Jaw, which means deep water in Mayan. Yeah, I just call it deep water. Okay. Tom uh, Jaw. But it's a behemoth blue lagoon that spans an area of 147,000 square feet. That's pretty cool. With a depth of 900 feet. Wow. This makes it the second deepest known blue hole in the world. See, where's the other one? The other one is the Dragon Hole in the South China Sea, which is believed to extend down some 980 feet. Oh, that's really close. Dragon hole. Also noteworthy are the Tom Jaw Blue Hole steep slopes of almost 80 degrees that form a large conic structure. The indigo crater's walls shelter the water from tides, rendering its current uh, completely still. Dude, can we go hide out in there? <laughs> Till this U.S. storm blows over? Yes. Huh. Yes, we can. Uh, unfortunately, little scholarship exists on blue holes due to their lack of accessibility to people. The aforementioned tidal flow hmm. uh, makes it so that they're sharply stratified by a thin layer of fresh water on the surface that prevents oxygen from reaching the dense salt water below. Instead of oxygen, these ultramarine portals are filled with deadly gas hydrogen sulfide, hmm. making it perilous for people to venture into the abyss Without the proper equipment. So, the only so you can't thing, just go ahead and dive into it. Otherwise, it'll, right. it'll kill you because it's toxic. The only thing deeper has a deep, deeper uh, slope than these blue holes is uh, Bud Light stock price. <laughs> Bud Light's... Uh, how are they doing? They're down 21%, I think. Is it 21 yeah, now? Yeah, 21%. Uh, oh, it was 17 just the yeah. other day. Now it's 21%? Yeah. Uh, I love that! Uh, 21% in volume, 17%. Okay. In revenue, that's what it was. All right. Yeah, and so look at that. Look, look at what's been happening uh, since April first. Look at that. Uh, that's a big the red the wow. red the red line. This is U.S. sales, right? Real uh, is a weekly retail store dollar sales in the U.S. changed from a year earlier. Okay, and so you can see that uh, every week it's gotten deeper and deeper. Coors Light and Miller Light, the beneficiaries. Yeah, almost exact exactly number that's gone down they've had increases wow both of them that is awesome <laughs> isn't it though you you screwed this one up let light. this be a lesson to corporate america mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're sick of this stuff and we're we're tired of having to be silent about it yeah. we're not going to be silent about it anymore yeah. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Yeah, she'll probably go get but a Bud Light. Yeah, oh, she would. Yeah, Absolutely. She, it would be Bud Light for her. There. Can, can I just tell you my own personal jihad uh, against corporate America? I'm now aiming my personal uh, fire at New Era Caps, baseball caps, uh, because they have uh, messed with my team, uh, the Atlanta Braves, who used to hit a home run, and they had the celebration this year where you would get to the dugout and you'd wear the big hat. It was uh, a giveaway there uh, on opening night. And so they hit a home run. They go to the dugout. Can we put the pictures up? There we go. So there you go. You hit a home run. You get to wear the big hat. You just walk. You just literally, you just walk down the dugout, give high fives to everybody. Well, New Era saw that the Braves players weren't wearing uh, the official New Era cap, official hat, on-field hat of Major League Baseball, called the offices in New York, said, hey, the Braves aren't wearing our cap all the time. What's going on here? And so MLB called the Braves and said, you can't be doing the big hat thing anymore. I mean, that is absurd. 
is yeah. That's ridiculous. Not even for a few moments. Not for a moment going through <clears> the dugout home to have fun? Are you kidding me? New Era Bizarre. should be selling those big hats in all 30 uh-huh. MLB stadiums, making a killing off of those hats. Instead, they're, they're, this is why people get upset at corporate America. You're so out of touch. You put the hammer down on something like this. And anyway, that's, that's what's under my skin. <laughs> I mean, the Bud Light thing's annoying, too, but New Era Caps. That seems to uh, incite more passion for you than the Bud Light thing. Well, yeah, I just don't drink Bud Light, so right. I don't care. No. <laughs> I don't know, man. Corporate America, you are completely out of touch, whether you're woke or just don't like people having fun. Some corporate America now apparently feel like uh, Mother's Day is too controversial, too. Oh. Uh, so, Is it named Bill? Top of that list, <laughs> Collar Bill. No, it's not Collar Bill. Days. This one doesn't happen to be him. Okay. Uh, but for some reason, they've decided that uh, Mother's Day is a sensitive time, a challenging time, or a difficult time. So they're inviting customers to opt out of emails that are related to oh. triggering people on that day. So that's... How about we just opt good. out of those emails in general? I would like to opt spam. out of all spam yeah. emails. I don't care if it's Mother's Day related or not. I don't yeah. want it. I try to block these things, and it just seems like the next day they've just changed to a different uh, address, <laughs> which and a different name, and a different subject line, which I haven't blocked, and <laughs> it just doesn't help. Anything. Do you ever click the report spam button? Report spam? Yeah. No. Oh, no. Yeah. I should do that. Yeah, you can report spam. You can unsubscribe. Which I, oh, I've tried I, that. I often wonder if that it if, doesn't if that seem just, to work. I think there's a bunch of corporate people that sit around and go, ah, look, another person wants to be unsubscribed. Nope. He thinks we really unsubscribe <laughs> nope. them. Yeah, that's adorable, <laughs> isn't it? That's adorable. <laughs> that's adorable. <sighs> it, it's absolutely mind-numbing to me how much this transgender thing has changed our society. How much and how quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you can't even talk about Mother's Day without offending somebody, because why? Because men who are trans women can't be mothers? Is that what it is? I I don't even understand the problem. Doesn't everybody have a mother? I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure if you're on this planet, somewhere along the way, you had a mother. Oh, but were you there for all these births? No. You no, I wasn't. You weren't. No, I wasn't. So you don't really know. No, I. It's true. Okay. I don't really know that for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because uh, you can't be sure about anything anymore. That's true. Jeez. That's true. Except uh, Steven Spielberg. Did you see that he is speaking out on changing movies based on today's sensibilities? Even though in 2002. He changed E.T. because when the government agents were coming in to the uh, the house of, uh, what was his name? Elliot. Elliot's. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. Elliot's house. They had guns uh-huh. in 1982. All right. In 2002, he took the guns out of their hands and put walkie-talkies in their hands. Yeah. So yeah. that was for the 20th anniversary. Bring the alien out or we'll call a trucker on our radio. Right. Now, in... <laughs> In for the 30th anniversary, though, in 2012, he put the guns back in their hands. Good. Yeah. And so he said it was a big mistake for him to change it. He said no film should be revised based on the lenses we now are either voluntarily or being forced to peer through. I love it. That doesn't sound like 
Steven Spielberg. Sure does not. That's interesting. Don't mess with my art. I like that. He said E.T. was a film that I was sensitive to the fact that the eight federal agents were approaching kids with firearms exposed. And I thought I'd change the guns into walkie-talkies, which he did. Years went by and I changed my own views. Hmm. And he said I should never have messed with the archive of my own work. And Mm. I don't recommend anybody really do that. Good for him. I know. All our movies are a kind of measuring, a signpost of where we were when we made them what the world was like, and what the world was receiving when we got those stories out there. So I really regret having that out there. That's interesting. Does that then only apply to movies? Because it seems like uh, it seems like lefties are fine with using today's standards to judge our founders by. <laughs> you know, in the 1700s. It seems like we judge them through that lens of what we're forced to into today right doesn't it it sure does huh it sure does i wonder if this will extend past the sacred movies these people make and don't want touched or messed with in any way even by today's standards but will we look at the founders in that same light hmm or you would hope but yeah it's not they're not going to but i mean this is a pretty big concession for steven spielberg who's a pretty big lefty Mm mm-hmm uh, to actually say that no film should be revised based on the lenses we now are either voluntarily or being forced to peer through. Okay. I like that. Well, I mean, I, I assume like he has some clout in the movie industry still, right? I would assume so, yeah. So why don't you take that message to Disney with Song of the South? Why don't you take right. that message to Gone with the Wind? Yeah. And uh, whoever owns that, probably yes. Ted Turner at this point. Hell, I don't know. Probably. Uh, but why don't you make sure that, you know, this message gets heard? Because uh, mm-hmm. I like I like that. Um, I and I appreciate it very I much too. so. Uh, one final thing for today. Um, Oregon is trying to pass a Right to Rest Act. What is that? Oh, no. Well, it would allow homeless people to put up tents on any public sidewalk they want to erect a tent on. What city was this again? It's the state of Oregon. State of Oregon? Yeah. An Oregon bill called Right to Rest Act would decriminalize camping in public places and give homeless people the ability to treat property like tents as private residences. Oh, God! Even when they're on public sidewalks. Are you just trying to set fire to the rest of the state? I mean, Portland <laughs> isn't bad enough yet. Yeah, wouldn't you say Portland is a, is a very lovely city? Yeah. Uh, Portland, especially this time of year, oh, is incredibly lovely. This time of year. Especially this time of year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the station added that homeless people, the station KATU who's reporting this, homeless people could also sue for up to $1,000 if they are swept, told to relocate, or otherwise harassed oh in this my- bill. Gosh! So if you ask somebody to remove their tent from your sidewalk that's right in front of your business, you can be fined $1,000 for doing that. What if you go up to the hobo and you say, hey, here's a bus ticket to Miami? Because I've always said that if I'm homeless, I'm going to Miami. Because then I can sleep outside 365 and not freeze to death. And probably be okay. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But is that harassment now? If I say, hey, here's a gift? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. 
God. You're not supposed to mess with them. <laughs> I, that's just absolute Yeah, you insanity. talk about Portland. You talk about committing suicide. Again, yeah. It's a suicide pact. It's exactly what it is. And these people, you know, who are camped outside these businesses are so oftentimes, most of the time, completely insane. They're stark raving mad. And yeah. it's okay that they're outside your business hassling your customers, yeah. maybe endangering their lives. Why would you own a business in that town at I all? Don't know. Or that whole state now. <laughs> it's going right down the tube. All right, we've got uh, overtime coming up. Then we'll be back tomorrow, finish off the week. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.